Father, we're so grateful for you, and we thank you, Holy Spirit, that you uh, aren't an ethereal concept way out there, but that you actually indwell us. You actually indwell us in our very bodies, that we're an extension of your hands and feet on this earth. And, and thank, thank you, Holy Spirit, that as we yield to you, we appreciate your gifts. Thank you for flowing in gifts of healing and miracles and words of wisdom and knowledge. And Holy Spirit, thank you for being the comforter for those that need comfort. Father, we just thank you for comforting Stephanie in, in her losses this week and, and uh, the Mendoza's, Father, for, for, for their losses. And Father, there's just so many hurting people, but Holy Spirit, we know that you're the comforter. And you can comfort like no other. So we just thank you for ministering comfort and strength. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You know, I, I'm, I know that um, um, somebody was just mentioning beforehand, um, just struggling with sickness. I know there's been a lot of sickness and there's, a, uh, there's people struggling with um, sickness because of the vaccine. Uh, I want to be that very, very frank. And I'm not anti-vaccine in the sense, I'm, and I'm going to be quite careful how I word this, you're not going to hear me promote the vaccine or not promote the vaccine to you. Um, I have my own personal beliefs about it, um, and, um, but I want you to know that you have to listen to God. You have to listen to God, and you, you, only you bear the responsibility for your decision. That is between you and the Lord. And so there's no condemnation either way. I want you to be clear. There's no condemnation here whether you wear a mask or don't wear a mask, whether you have a vaccine or don't have a vaccine, there is absolutely no condemnation. Amen? But do listen to God. Do not make decisions based on politics or pseudoscience or what people are saying. There is so much misinformation out there. This is a time that you absolutely need to know how to hear God. You do need to know how to hear God for you. Amen? Amen. I also want you to tell you, you know, fear is not part of our makeup. Fear is not part, I'm going to say that very clearly, fear is not part of who we are. We are not called to live in fear. And if you fear one way or the other, if you're going to fear the politics, if you're going to fear men, if you're going to fear a vaccine, if you're going to fear whatever it is, if you're going to fear and live in fear, fear is not good. So identify, I want you to understand, your enemy greater than I've seen, more destruction happen through fear than through anything else. And, and you do not need to live there, brothers and sisters, children of God. You do not need to live in fear. So I want, you, I want to encourage you, if you've been tempted to be fearful about anything, fearful of what's coming, fearful of anything, that is not what we've called to do. So stay hooked up. Um, thank you, for Steve, for your word too. You know, it is important in times like this for us to stay connected. A body is a body for a reason. And it's important that, that we do connect as a body. So stay connected as a body. We need one another. We need the gifts and, the, and every piece that you, that you add. Amen. Amen. Um, I, I, I may touch on that in a bit, a, a bit later, but I do want to just um, mention this to you, um, we have a, a big event coming up this year, which is going to be an outreach. Masu mentioned Valerie brought her here, but um, if you, I want to encourage you, we have got an outreach Sunday coming up on the 31st of October. It's a, it's a fifth Sunday, so it's going to be a fun, crazy, 
back to the 80s bash. And so there's going to be food after the service. Some people are going to come dressed up in 80s. I don't know who's going to be wearing parachute pants. but You do not have to dress up, okay? This is just fun. You can if you want to. And you, I know there's some people that, but this will be a different kind of a service. And its intention is to be an outreach service. So would please bring people, invite people, because other people who don't know that God can be fun, you, you do realize that God created fun, right? You do realize that God created laughter and stuff like that. And God can still, still work in a tremendously powerful way. So that's, that's what we're going to do with this 80s thing. And it's going to be a load of fun. So that's what I'm, um, that's on Sunday the 31st. I'm not sure if there's anything else that will be announced about that probably closer to the time, but put that on your calendar. Make sure you, you, uh, oh, lip sync contest. Potluck, costume party, and a lip sync contest. So you don't actually have to sing karaoke. You just got to pretend like you're singing karaoke. Ooh. Okay. Okay, so that sounds like fun. Um, I do want to mention to those um, of us, to those of you watching online, we have a few streaming platforms, and I feel like I need to mention this. Um, if you watch online, um, there are some more dependable ways to watch than on Facebook. We do stream live on Facebook. Facebook has, and I, I, I've been with a bunch of ministers this week in Colorado, and they're all saying the same thing. There's something about the, the Facebook platform that is not letting us stream consistently. It's not holding the stream. So if you watch online on Facebook, it's probably not the most stable platform to watch on. However, if you go to our church website, lakehaven.tv, and you go to the media link that takes you to our online media campus, you go watch on our online media campus, or we have a Roku channel, um, impact, I mean, sorry, impact, listen to me. Um, I don't know where the flashback that was, but um, Lake Haven has its own Roku channel that, that streams the, the stream very, very stable. Um, so if you go to one of those, you'll probably have way less problems. But if you are having issues on the, any of those other two platforms, um, please let us know. Contact us on, us, on our texting church number, um, 352-441-3016. Let us know because we want to make sure that we are streamlining our process so people are able to watch online. But um, we have noticed if you are struggling on Facebook and it's crashing, that is what's happening on Facebook, on the Facebook medium. So for whatever reason, I just wanted to let you know. Um, uh, I also wanted to just, yeah, just, just touch base with, uh, with you all. You know that T, Stacy, Corin, and I, we're, we're out in Colorado at the Andrew Womack Ministers Conference. We had a phenomenal time this week. We almost didn't make it back, uh, so it was uh, touch and go there for a bit because they canceled our flight again on Friday night just after we checked all our luggage in. So uh, we were, they told us the next flight was going to be probably Monday, but Corin was able to wangle something with her app, and, and, and so... We got back here late last night, but um, so then I got this message that they the men's the men's breakfast they took up an offering for my bail fund. <laughs> I, apparently, I'd been arrested because I didn't have tea in his car seat or something like that. So that's awesome. I'm so glad that the, the men's breakfast, that you guys had such great ministry yesterday. So it was fun. But we, you know, there's a lot happening. And I love the, I love the, the ministers' conference. We, we really get so much out of it. And it's so great. I, there's, I've got to know ministers literally from across the country 
east, west, north, and south that I've got to know and getting to know better. And it's so interesting to hear what they're going through. Uh, I, you know, I can talk about Steve Castle, who's, who's facing stuff with the state of Illinois, who's had to sue the state of Illinois and for certain things. There's people that are that there's, they're struggling in California, that they're they having victories over. There's, there's so much happening in our, with our, our brothers and sisters. And I'm telling you what, it's awesome, though. We've got to stay hooked up as a body because together we're strong. To, together we are strong. So just gr- very grateful for Andrew, um, Womack's ministry, and, and for, um, for everything that, that they are standing for. So um, just want to, it is a time to stand strong. It is a time to stand strong together. So, um, but thank you for praying for us always. It's, it's really good. And things are coming um, that, that just stay tuned for, um, for what's, what's, what's heading our way. But listen, yeah, like I said, the 31st is a big, is a big deal. Okay, so um, I think that's all I wanted to mention per se, other than Stacy, our, our, one of our singers. She's actually preaching today somewhere. Isn't that awesome? So that's why she wasn't here today. So we were proud of her, but um, thank you. Um, you know, we've been talking about creating your new normal. It's, it's a series that I've had in my heart. It's had in my heart because this is a, it's, a, it's an important concept that I'm trying to, and, I, and the Holy Spirit, I believe, wants to communicate to us. And, and so um, I, want you, I want you to make a commitment to listen to him and to, to have a teachable, soft, gentle heart. Can you do that? Not to me, but to him. Because I believe that, there's a, that he's doing some shifting at a real deep heart level. And I believe that this will, will, will radically transform your faith life and your walk with Jesus. I really do. And, and so if you haven't listened to the others on, on one and two, um, please w- listen to those or download an app or listen to the audio, watch the video, whatever it is. But I believe that God has, has got some stuff for us. Um, you know, at, at Lake Haven... Um, I, I, there's these concepts that I, that I feel on my, and, the, and the Lord has certainly put on my heart, but, but we're, it's very hard for me to pull out one topic and, and give you the impression that it's a standalone little piece of information. It's not. God is, God is, a, God is a manifold. He's not only four-dimensional, he's multi-dimensional. We have our finite brains, three and a half pound brain, cannot conceive of the concepts of God, but yet our culture limits the way we read the Bible. Our culture limits the way we see God. We put him into very linear, westernized thinking lines. We separate concepts. We take a concept here, we take a concept there, and we take a concept there, and then we try and, we try and understand it with our logic, our human brain, and the Word of God tells us that He doesn't work in human logic. He doesn't work that way because God... And, and so what happens is that ultimately there will be a confusion if you try and draw and put God, quote, quote, in a box. Because He won't fit in your box. No matter how big your box is or your understanding is, we have to be prepared to, to open our hearts and minds and say, okay, Lord... Um, we are going to stay within the word of God, so hold your, you know, that's okay. You know, I know you, some of you were buckling up thinking that I'm going to go. No, we, we, we stay within the word of God, but we've got to, we've got to remain teachable. Because um, you, you've heard me say a number of times before in the series and in the last series too, that, that it, it's our traditions that can make the word of God to have no effect. It's powerful. Can make it void without power. 
we and our traditions in our way, our, our, and, and we think, and remember, just like I said about the accents, we think that our culture is normal and everybody else is a culture. But the truth is, some of the most culturally um, rigid people I have met are Westerners. We are so drenched in culture, and it, whether you've grown up in church, especially if you've grown up in church perhaps, but even if you haven't grown up in church, we've got concepts that, that, are, that, are, that you've got to be prepared to, to say, okay, Lord, help me understand this. And understand that this is a journey. Yes. You are not going to con- you're not going to conceive the whole of God and everything who God is within one year or 60 years or 100 or 1,000 years. That's why when those angels fly around the throat, right, you've heard it said, every time they go around, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Because they see a new aspect of God they've never seen before. He is, he is the eternal God. I mean, when we were singing that song today and it said that Jesus made, became a man, I tell you what, man, that, that is becoming more real to me. But, but have you ever looked into the universe? Have you looked into the stars? And before we even had the Hubble, t- the Hubble telescope, there were big swaths of little black patches. And now they pointed the Hubble into those bla- little black patches and they just found more more solar systems not stars in those black they found more solar systems this is one of the reasons by the way i don't believe in aliens i know you can believe in aliens if you want to believe in aliens i just don't believe in aliens because god created and he he revealed himself to us we are his beloved he created man and he created this entire thing for mankind and then he took himself and became a man. Jesus, the word of God, who was with God in the beginning, he became a man. A man like you and I. That is, blows me away. And it's a, it's a fundamental concept of the scripture that is, is amazing. That God who created this entire everything has become a man. That means that right now, seated at the right hand of the Father is the man, Jesus Christ. He became a man. And there is, a, there is so much into that that we could unpack in future. But I, I want you just to stay teachable in your heart and stay repentant. Remember, like I said before in this, in this series, repentance doesn't mean that you did that back in 1974 when you came and, you know, cried at the altar and said, okay, God, I repent. Repentance is a matter of a hard attitude of humility that says, Lord, I'm teachable. It's constantly saying I'm teachable, I'm willing to learn. It's not saying I've learned it, I know it, let me tell you how it is. I, I, I'm sorry, we can't, we, you know, because no matter how we, as we said, we're going to explain this. In fact, the illustration that I, that I, that I wanted to, um, that I ordered online because it, it helped me to try and cons- I wanted to try and convey a concept about how different God's word is because you see when we you've heard me say this before when we read the word of God and we read it so linear and, and it's on a black and white typically page or if you have a Bible app and you're reading the word of God you, you know it seems to follow sort of a logical format but God is is so much deeper than that he's like I, I've said he's like these 3D remember those 3D stereoscopic pictures where you could be seeing it and suddenly you see it in sort of a three-dimensional things. And, and, but, but it's so much more than that. And so this is the illustration that I purchased. You, you, some of you guys might remember one of these things. Who knows what this is? It's 
called a Hoberman sphere. It's called a Hoberman sphere. Made up, this particular one is made up of many little parts, tiny little parts, parts of plastic here. But it's called a Hoberman sphere. And, it's, and it's, uh, this one is about, I don't know, nine and a half inches or something across. But, but the more you look at it, when you open a Hoberman sphere, to me, it's a, this is, it's a fantastic concept because, because this only can illustrate a little bit of, of God. You see, we, we're, there's so many illustrations I see in this. You know, because no matter how you choose to use this, you know, if you would choose to be in a helmet or whatever, you, I, I don't know what you want to. <laughs> but, um, but, 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 you know, you and I make up the body of Christ. You and I are a piece of this puzzle. We, we reveal a little bit of God to our, to, while we're on earth, you get to reveal a little piece of God to the world, you know. So you may only see yourself as this little yellow piece over here or this blue piece over there or maybe this little red piece over there. But you see, when you play your part, you, you show a multidimensional, you can show many multidimensional parts of God. And, and this is, is in no ways even conceptually uh, close to, to revealing, except that to maybe just help us think outside of a linear, flat expression of God, you see. Um, there's, there's so many uh, beautiful things about the Word of God that fits together like this. Um, you know, when we study a concept about righteousness or, or something like that, and... and and whatever it is, or, or faith, and we, we, we've separated these little topics, or we go to Bible school, and we, we have these little topics, and we think we, we, we get it, and, and really, all of them connect, just like these pieces. Faith and grace are inextricably, inextricably linked. They, they understandings are all connected with one another. So when you, when you do study the Word of God, You've got, to, you've got to realize there's, there's always little pieces that the Spirit of God will reveal to you, and then you'll have that like little revelation, and you'll, you know, whatever you want to call it, it'll, you'll grasp something. But there's always a piece that, that joins in another piece, and, and you get another piece of the puzzle. And it just seems to expand and expand and expand and expand, right? And, and, and it grows because it's a living relationship with Jesus. You know, it's... Um, and, and so... So having, having a teachable heart where you just say, Lord, I, I, Holy Spirit, I, I want to I experience you. Because God has got something great for us. I do believe we're, well, certainly we're closer to the end times than ever before. I don't know if we're in the last of the last days. I've heard some Bible teachers firmly believe that we really are. I've heard others say, well, we've got a couple generations left. I don't really know. But I can tell you what, we're in our last days. You know, and, and there's been lots of cultures that have come near the end of their culture. There's been lots of things. I, I really can't speak. We are certainly in dangerous times for, for faith. And, that's, and you and I are called, like Esther, are called for such a time as this. There is no time to fear man. We've got to stand up and have some of these concepts. And because this isn't, this isn't about just going to church. This is about having an intimate relationship with Jesus. Amen. And so um, in, in the series that I'm doing, of course, where I'm, where I'm talking about creating your new normal, I, I, I've said that we, we typically 
we typically end up going down a path where we, we, uh, we live in this, this, as a believer, when we get saved, um, we have this major change in life. So normally, it's normally that most Christians can look at one time in their life where they have had a dramatic change. I don't know how many of you have come from a, like a sex, drug, and rock and roll sort of background, or varying, to, and some of you have been grown up in a church, and we spoke about, you know, whether you're a, a cultural Christian or, or, you were, or you were a believer, because a cultural Christian just attends church, and, and maybe you, were, you grew up in a Christian home, um, but it's important for us, if you're going to walk with Jesus, you've got to lose the title of cultural Christianity. Jesus never called us Christians, you do realize that. There was... Jesus never named us Christians. It was, a, it was a worldly expression of who we were like. So, but we are have, and have to be believers. We, aren't, we don't inherit Christianity. We don't inherit a relationship with God. We choose to believe. Okay, And so with church, I'm talking about church historically. If you study the church in general, historically the church has, has been this has, uh, has, has actually become more about what you do and less about what you believe. And that's a problem. That's a big problem. Because where religion has taken the church, generally speaking, and made it more and more about what you do, about what programs you do, about uh, ritual, about sacrifices, about whatever it is, the church has moved. Generally speaking, we're living in a dangerous age where a lot of churches, and, and in America, like I said, where this is a, this is a dangerous place, where, where in the sense where it's all about ritual. Have you done that? Have you done that? You know, and, and then you, people will argue about how you do communion or how you do baptism or how you do this and, and, and whether you have stained glass windows or, or whatever it is. They, they can make it about the ritual of, because they try to appease a God. They, they, they make it very intellectual. They, 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 they pursue God intellectually, but they have made it very little about what you actually believe. And yet... The Word of God tells us in Romans chapter 1 verse 16 that, that this, this whole work, and it says it in multiple places in Habakkuk and in Hebrews and in Galatians, it says that the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith, which means the righteous people, those who are righteous, shall live by faith. And I'm going to read verse 16. For I'm not ashamed of the good news or the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. Now, it's important for everyone who believes. It, it, you see, there is so much in this verse that we can unpack. But Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the good news. Remember, it's not bad news. It's good news, and we've, we've studied that many times. But it is the power of God. The dunamis, the power of God for, for salvation. And that word salvation we've touched on in a few series. The word sozo or soteria, which means saved, healed, set free made whole, all of, these, all, of these, all of these prosperity, blessed, all of those words are encapsulated in the word salvation. But we, we, have, we have reduced that in our small-minded thinking, religious thinking, to one day in the sweet by and by, I'll make it into heaven and get a free pass at the pearly gate with St. Peter. No, 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 no. It's important to understand that this, I'm not the gospel. It is the power of God for all of that. It's the power of God to be healed. It's the power of God to be delivered. It's the power of God to be set free. It's the power of God for prosperity. It's the power of God to be made whole. 
all of that is encapsulated in the good news. For everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. And then in verse 17 he says, why? He says, for in, the right, for in it the righteousness uh, of God is revealed, that is, from faith to faith, as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. And, and so faith has been this missing ingredient. And, and, and I tell you, I come out of a faith school and I'm so grateful for the journey that I've walked on in faith because I had learned about faith that I never learned growing up in the denominational church that I was. Faith, faith is a beautiful thing. But, but I believe that faith yet has been, faith has been tainted. The understanding of faith has been tainting, and I have to deal with this in, in this series. But, but 1 John chapter 5 says, that, says uh, this in verse 5. 1 John chapter 5 verse 2 says, By this we know that we love the children of God, when we love God and obey His commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep His commandments. And His commandments are not burdensome, for everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? Now, I've been a Christian for a while, quote-unquote Christian for a while, and, um, and it says that we, we see, when we say that believe that Jesus is the Son of God, it is so much deeper and so much more wonderful than trying to say, just to appeal to, to the very ethereal concept or historical concept, let me use that word, the historical concept that Jesus is the Son of God. Most people, cultural Christianity connects to people that say, oh yeah, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Yes, I believe that Jesus died on the cross. I, I had a I told you the story about when I was in mission school, there was a guy that, w- that felt like the only way he could get people born again was to make them sort of regurgitate. Do you believe, brother, do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God? And if he could get the person to say the words, he, he carved that notch in his salvation, salvations for the day experience that he could brag about to everybody else later. If you can just tell people that I say, yes, I believe... most people who say they believe in that Jesus is the Son of God really have got no concept of what even believing it is, means. I can't tell you how many homeless people I've asked that, oh yeah, yeah, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. No, they don't. Most people who say that actually do not believe. They don't believe in the concept of what Scripture tells us it is to believe. You know, I'll go to Isaiah uh, chapter 53. Um... I think it's in, do we have Isaiah over there? I probably dropped it in a little bit later, but in Isaiah chapter 53, I think it's in 50. Yes, Isaiah 53 verse 1. Who has believed what he has heard from us and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? I love the way the New King James puts that. Who has believed our report? Who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? That, that, that concept, this is God speaking. He uses the plural, the personal plural of the Trinity. And you see God speaking amongst himself a few times in Scripture, like right in Genesis, let us make man in our image, right? So here he says, God, when this, this is the beautiful chapter of, of redemption. If you read 52, 53, 54, it's just so powerful about the gospel of peace and everything that it was going to reveal. But God is saying, here through the, to the prophet Isaiah, and he says, who has believed our report? Whose report? 
our report. You see, God has a report. Not, not, not the historical report, but, but the report that God sees in what Jesus accomplished through what he did through his death, burial, resurrection, ascension, seated at the right hand of the Father. God did an incredible thing, and that's why the just shall live by faith. You see, there's this concept that God, it's not just, oh yeah, I believe Jesus died on a cross. No, no, no. What did he do on the cross? In Isaiah 53, if you read that whole chapter, if you, if you go home today and read Isaiah 53 about what Jesus would actually do. This, in a nutshell, I, I'm going to rattle this off quickly, but each one of these concepts of, of, what Jesus, of what God did through Jesus is powerful. One, God emptied himself and became a man. Most churches don't even believe that. That's, they actually will struggle with that. That God actually emptied himself of his divinity and became a man. Jesus, when he operated in the world, he was called the Son of Man. You can go and look it up in the scriptures. The Son of Man, the Son of Man. Even in Revelation, they talk about him as the Son of Man. The Son of Man. He emptied himself of his divinity. Is he, was he God, Logos, the word of God, eternal, the, the son of the father, the only begotten? Absolutely. This is not diminishing anything of, his, of who he is. But it says in Philippians chapter 2 that he emptied himself and made, took himself the very nature of a servant. He humbled himself. He took on us. He emptied himself of his divinity and became it as a man. And there was a reason why. The reason why he had to do it because God had given authority to men. God had given right in the beginning when he said, let us make man in our image. And he gave him and he said, let them have power over the earth. Let them. Do you know that the authority of earth was handed to men? Now this is going to, I know maybe, I don't mean to offend you. But the authority of earth is in man's hands. Not in God's hands. But you see, we don't even believe that because we keep asking God to intervene. We think that he is, but God has given it to men. And, the, and I, could, I can pull out a bunch of scriptures where it says, the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth has he given unto men. He's given it to men. So God had to become a man to win the deliverance that he needed to win for us, to deliver us. God had to become 100% man and that's what he did through that little baby. That's why it's incredible that God made himself, took on the very nature of us and became a man. A man. I mean, we can go to other concepts. Like I said, we can unpack each one of these beautiful concepts. But God became a man in Jesus. So that's one part of God's report. Another part of God's report is that, that he, it says in Isaiah 53 later on that the punishment that brought us peace was upon him. By his stripes, and that word isn't actually stripes, it's, it's bruising. By his bruising, all of those things that Jesus, Jesus literally, now, and I know because I've walked with some ministers, some ministers, a lot of ministers don't even believe that, that Jesus took the punishment for our peace. That is, a, that is a massive concept that we have to hold on to. Jesus literally, as a man, according to 2 Corinthians 5.21, became sin. Isaiah 53 confirms the same thing. He took our sin, was upon him. 
And as a sort of, okay, now this is going to make some of you mad. Jesus, even though he was sinless, he became sin. All the sin of the world. That means he died as a sinner. Now, I know some, uh, he, and, and this is very important. Because you see, if you don't believe that, Je that you see, you've got, to, you've got to grasp the concept that Jesus, who was God and took on and became this, this sinless man, he had on the cross become, that's why there was the great turmoil and all the blood and everything else on, on, in the garden. God, if there's any other way we can do this, man, I'm all, I'm all years for this. He became sin, and because he became sin, of, he took on the sin of man. He was separated from God. That's why he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He became a sinner. That, 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 that is, when you work this belief through, it's like, hold on a second. Jesus took on all my sin and all your sin and the sin of the world. He became that sin and then took the punishment from God. God punished the sin of the world in Jesus. Now, again, something to stew on, right? Because that means that once you believe that report, that part of the report, do you realize that means that every sin that you've ever done and will ever do has been punished? The, the punishment for our transgression was upon him. It says in that chapter of Isaiah. Which means that you will never, ever be punished by God for sin. Whether you're a believer or not, careful, I'm going to go there. I, I know, listen, not everybody's going to heaven. Hold your horses. But you will not, you will not. No, God is not killing dogs, causing crashes, smiting people because of their sin. You know why? Because I believe God's report on the cross. You, you, we have to connect to that part of it because God has, has poured out the punishment that brought us peace. But Shannon, you, if you go ahead and preach that, people will just go out and sin. Well, that's never stopped you before. But, 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 the, but that's not the concept. Sin, there is a thing called sowing and reaping and sin is still destructive. You, if you stick your finger in the light socket or in the socket, you're still going to get burned. It, it's going to hurt. It, there's no question about it. But I'm telling you that God isn't against you. Because that's why Romans chapter 5 says that he is a friend to sinners. No longer counting men's you, oh, There's so many scriptures. Hebrews, made perfect forever those who are being made holy. For, you know, God, God is no longer counting men's sins against them. I, I, I can give you a string of scriptures. And like I said, we'd have to do a Bible study on each one of those. But God is not holding sin against you or against President Biden. Or anybody else for that matter. 
You and I need salvation just as much. And when we study 2 Corinthians, that's what the beauty of 2 Corinthians, I'm running out of time already. Gee, I haven't even got through my introduction. No, it's like, it's like in, when, when, when we, in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, it, it's such a powerful thing because the reconciliation that, that, that it talks about, the word reconciliation you've heard me teach is katalaso. It's an exchange. It's literally, we, ha- we, we don't, we, this is an important part to understand. We, we get to exchange with Jesus. God made him who had no sin become sin for us that in him we become the righteousness of God. There's this, there's this cross. So I get to hold on to the righteousness. I become the righteousness of God in Christ. Jesus takes my sin. That's powerful. You see, now, I'm just going to give you a little hint and we'll catch on to this. But faith believes that. That's why, that's why faith is... That's why faith sets free. That's why faith brings healing. That's why faith, because, oh my gosh, I don't have to pay the price. I don't have to, to hold on to sickness and disease or because Jesus took the punishment. Every sin that you're struggling with and I'm struggling with was paid for. And Jesus had, that's another piece that we can go into in the, the report of the Lord. And it, every part where Jesus went to hell and yes, he did go to hell. And I know that's going to throw a whole bunch of people off. On the, he went to hell as a sinner. But he defeated death, hell, and the grave. Became the firstborn. He had victory over every sin that we had. We can walk, and this is what it talks about in Romans chapter 5 and 6. That we can, that's why we can have victory over sin. That's why we can, because if we identify in him, and if we identify, we can have all these, this victory that we get in Christ. Okay, so that's where we're going for the next couple of Sundays, okay? But, but understand that this, it, it, it's, this, isn't, um, this isn't knowledge that you regurgitate. This is, this is something that you choose to believe his report in your heart. It is something that you walk into, and, and it takes time. I, I, it, it takes time and investment. You know, I, there, there's a couple books over here that have helped me, and, and, um, um, and I've got a couple of Andrew Womack books and a couple of Jim Richards books here. This one we give away. Um, it's The New You and the Holy Spirit. Andrew's, this book is powerful. Great, great concepts about being born again, and the second half of the book, or a little bit more than the half of the book, is all about the Holy Spirit. Powerful, powerful book. Okay, Andrew Womack. Um, I'll, I'll, well, I'll mention the second book in a second here. This book, Jim Richards' book, The Gospel of Peace. It only took me three years to read this book, roughly, <laughs> because, and I'm talking about because my I was so indoctrinated in religion. I was so indoctrinated in the way things that as I could hardly believe, and, and a lot of what I'm sharing here comes out of concepts that I had to read and reread. What? Go into scripture, get in it. God, is you really say that? Go to the Lord? Because Jim Richards, I know the guy. He's far from perfect, dude. If you think, if you, any of you know Jim. <laughs> I, and one thing I've learned about any minister, 
if you think any minister walks on air and is God doesn't, I'm sorry, guy, I'm going to pop your bubble. But because none of us, none of us have perfect lives. So get over the idea that, you know, even Billy Graham, in case you think Billy Graham and had it all together, you should read some of his story, him and his wife. And they, they're, I mean, they're awesome. I love them to bits. But, uh, but I understand, but Jim, Jim, Jim's book on the gospel of peace is, is, is ridiculously awesome. And, and then, of course, he teaches grace, which is uh, grace, the power to change, which is a f these two books uh, are phenomenal. And then, and then I love um, Andrew's book, uh, this one particularly, Living in the Balance of Grace and Faith. Because we're going to get into the series and we're going to touch on grace and faith because it is by grace that we have been saved through faith. And, 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 and when you, we grasp some of these concepts, um, and, and I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm not going to... I'm going at a, intentionally going at a, slight, at a slow pace because I want you to, to hear what the Spirit of God is saying about some of these concepts to you. And, and there, there, I believe that there's going to be a tilt. Just an, it's, just, it's just paradigm and perspective, right? Just like my, this little Hoberman sphere thing. You, you, you're just going to see things maybe. all I feel that the Lord's just going to do just a slight tilt on the axis. And give you just a different perspective. Okay? Now, we're not going to go out, like I said, we're not going to leave, we're not going to depart from the Word of God ever. Ever. Amen. We're not going to go away from it. But ask yourself are you willing? Are you willing to embrace a different perspective? If God is showing it to you, are you willing to learn? Amen. Let's close our eyes. Father, we just, uh, we listen to you. We listen to you. And Holy Spirit, I thank you for ministering to hearts today. Lord, we thank you for setting people free. We thank you that by your stripes, or by your bruising, I should say, we were healed. And Father, I know that some people right now I've seen some things, even today. And as they walk into that, Lord, and as they embrace you, I, I just know I can see great liberty coming to your heart, great freedom, healing, all of those things that salvation entails. If you've not received, if you've not decided that Jesus, if you've not, that Jesus is, 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 is your Lord, or you've given your heart and, and to him, Today is absolutely the day that you say that. Today is the day that, or if you've walked away from God and you said, God, I, I don't even know when I really last had a good heart to heart with you, a good sit down with you. And your heavenly father would just say to you, I love you, I miss you, but I'm for you. And I will meet you exactly where you're at, right where you're at. You don't have to perform. You don't have to jump so high. He will meet you exactly where you are at. All you need to do is make that decision in your heart right now and say, Lord, I'm coming back to you. Let him love on you because he will. His love for you is unconditional and never ending. You just, that, you just make that choice right now. Choose whose report as we unpack this in the next couple of weeks. Choose, choose now whose report will you believe. Will you, will you believe his report? 
Or will you cling to the religious report you grew up with or your cultural understanding? Or will you go to Jesus, go to the Holy Spirit, and check this out and say, Holy Spirit, teach me. Be my teacher. Show me. Because He will. And I can tell you salvation in all its glory. Yes, eternal salvation, but healing, deliverance, prosperity, wholeness is yours. In fact, just so that you grasp, Corin mentioned that woman who touched Jesus' his garment. Jesus actually turned around after he said, who touched me? And she, it says in one of the, the scriptures, it says that she was unable to remain hidden. She had tried to, stay, to sneak away, but she was unable to stay hidden. And she came up to, to the Lord and the Lord said, your faith has made you sozo. That doesn't mean your faith just sent you to heaven. Your faith has made you sozo, has made you whole. That's the word he used there. So healing, all of these concepts of salvation are wrapped up in this, in the salvation that God's given us. No matter what it is that you need from God, if wholeness, and, and I tell you, as we embrace this, this beauty of this God who loves us, you can expect to be set free from bondages. You can expect to see healing and health and wholeness. You can expect to see these things that God has given us. Amen. So if you've, it, this morning as we, we close the service, if you, and please do this, please don't rush for the door. Really, there's no amount of, of food that can beat a touch that if you, you know, Stephen and Lisa here and Keith and Sue are here, they're great ministers who see beyond the obvious because God is, really uses them in prayer, really uses them to help. So I want to, I want to encourage you, if, you, if, you if, some, if the Lord's speaking to you about an area and they're super confidential, they don't, no matter what it is, if you feel that you need, you need a brother and sister just to love on you, and, and, and pray for you, but also speak a word of encouragement or speak to something, these are the guys to see right now and also before other services. I'm, I just want to let you know, it's, we have a powerful prayer ministry team. Amen. So Father, we just commit this to you. We commit these words to you, Lord. Thank you that it's not my words, but Holy Spirit, that you seal up the words that you have in our hearts, that you've spoken. We receive the words from you. We receive the words from you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your great salvation that you've given us. We embrace that, Father. Thank you for your great love. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, guys, um, we have overflow this Wednesday. There's things, uh, stay tuned. We've got the things coming up on the 31st. Super Saturday is this coming Saturday. Super Saturday, if you can sign up online. Is it just, you sign up online for the Super Saturday, for the, just for the ladies coming up. But, um, like I said, overflow is our believers kind of meeting. If you want to learn to flow in the Holy Spirit and, and extend those gifts that God has given you, overflow is a service that we have for that, that God has put us in our hearts at 6.30 on Wednesdays and uh, grounded on Saturdays at, at uh, 5.30. Amen. But come and get prayer uh, if, if there's something that the Lord is speaking to you about. Amen. Amen. You guys are dismissed. Have a great, great week.